1: Find love at first drive and start shopping now
2: at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer
1: with Dan Wetzel. Ye of little faith, the Kansas bandwagon is coming. It is a steam train rolling across the plains. Get out of the way. S.I.'s Ross Gellinger.
0: And I think the talent of that team probably most would say is better than the talent or just as good as TCU. It's going to be rowdy. Fans are going to be ugly and nasty.
2: And SI's Pat Forty. This is scaring me because Ross and I are agreeing on everything, which means we're both going to go 0-6. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan.
1: Hi, right, welcome to the pod race for the case time. We, uh, we did better last week. Everyone was over 500. Right,
2: man. Woo. We're
1: on the comeback trail.
2: One, one of us Couldn't did better gross. than everybody else. I'm trying to think who that was.
1: Oh, no, oh, goodness. yeah, that was. tap is 12-9 and one. <laughs> Pat is 9-12 and one. And uh, I'm a 8 and 14. <laughs> Ross 7 and 15. Sean 6 and 12. This is an FCS level effort so far. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your roadie Rams. <laughs>
0: <Mm-mm-mm.
1: laughs> we need a little more out of you, Sean. Producer Sean, explain yourself. What is the 6-12 and 12 business?
3: I gave a Rhode Island effort as they got blown out 42-21 to 21 <laughs> versus Delaware last weekend. It was, it was not great.
1: What was your worst loss? Sean played uh, football at Rhode Island. What was your worst loss at Rhode Island?
3: Worst loss was my freshman year. I was redshirted, but they let me travel versus James Madison uh, just because from Virginia. It was It was a pretty nice gesture. Told my family to come. Granddad's in the stands. Girlfriend of the time's in the st- uh, in the stands. We lost 84 to 7. Oh,
2: dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: dear. 77. Girlfriend dumped loss. your ass, huh? Wow.
2: Girlfriend didn't, dump-
3: didn't last much longer after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Our so boyfriend wow. wasn't playing,
1: and she, he was on a bad yeah. team. <laughs> it was like, if you can't make this sorry-ass team. Yeah, she just went over to the James Madison side. Well, yeah. Listen, wasn't true love. All right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's, that would do it. Yeah. I did not know where you had an answer. I yeah, he, he had it ready. That right, one okay. sticks with you. Yeah. You're the man in the arena, though. You're in the,
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So we're going to pick our five games in our lock of the week. I did want to discuss a couple others that I find interesting. Uh, Wisconsin is at Ohio State. Uh, so this is not one of our race to the case games, but. Uh, Badgers lost to Washington State. They're in a horrible division in the Big Ten West. I'll start with you, Ross. What do you want to see out of the Badgers in this game? This was should have been a marquee game in the Big Ten, but that Washington State loss really took the wind out yeah. of the sails.
0: Yeah, in fact, I, I was supposed to go cover the game, and then Washington State went in there and beat Wisconsin, and and so we kind of uh, pulled me off that game. But, uh, well, you, you certainly want to see a bad— a better showing from Wisconsin than than um, what they had against Washington State. I think their only other Power Five, you know, competition so far, or only other quality uh, competition. So you'd, you'd want to see them move the ball a little better. And I'm really interested, you know, we I'm, I'm more interested in Ohio State, uh, of course, because I want to see, we, we've seen Ohio State, you know, against Notre Dame, and we all thought that was the good quality competition, and and uh, I think, you know, we know now that, that, right, that Notre Dame is not as quality as maybe we first thought. Um, and, and I'm really interested in seeing what Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, you know, if, if he's really kind of rectified that that defensive unit uh, that has struggled the last few years or so. We know their offense is going to be good. We know their offense is really talented. Um, so I'll be interested against, uh, against a, Offense that it, you know, that isn't real great in Wisconsin, you know, can Ohio State play like that and, and slow them down? So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see, see how that goes. I have a suspicion that this is not going to be a, a very entertaining type game. Yeah, I think so too. I uh, you
2: know I I want to see Ohio State's receivers against Wisconsin secondary. I don't know whether Wisconsin can stay with them, but they do lead the Big Ten in interceptions. They got seven of them. They've only allowed one touchdown pass, but you're now taking on a team that has twelve touchdowns and zero interceptions and is tied for the lead nationally in forty plus forty yard plays or longer in the passing game. So. I suspect it's a boat race in the making for Ohio State, but we'll see if Wisconsin can find a way to keep it close.
1: All right, how about this one? Also supposed to be a big marquee game. Kansas State at Oklahoma, the loss to Tulane last week in Manhattan upset this one. Tulane is on fire. I guess the question I'd want to know is does this, this, this k state just kind of overlooking Tulane as they they went from Missouri? Then Tulane and then o- o- Oklahoma But what do you want to see here, Pat?
2: Yeah, I mean that that is the question. Is, is what's real with Kansas State? Uh Chris Kleeman's done a good job there, but he's also they they've lacked a little bit of of consistency. Kind of like when they when they when they have a loss, they have multiple losses. I mean, you go back to, to 2020, they were four and one, and then they lost their like their last six or last five. in twenty last year. They start 3-0, then they lose three straight. And then you win four straight and lose two straight. And so, you know, can they just get back to playing well uh, after a bad performance? And that was a bad one, to lose to Tulane at home after stomping Missouri. So I just want to see a little more consistency out of the – or a little more bounce back, I guess, out of the Wildcats.
0: And more consistency out of the the quarterback position, right? I mean, guess who, you know, Kansas State's quarterback is – is uh, Adrian Martinez, who we all know from from Nebraska, uh, that uh, was inconsistent at times. In, in fact, this game, like many games now in college uh, football, uh, pits two transfer you know transfer quarterbacks. You know, and Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma played lights out against Nebraska. You know, really and really impressive. And it'll be pretty interesting if he can kind of keep that up. And and uh, I'm starting to think that. Uh, you know, in Brent Venables' first year, that, gosh, Oklahoma might be an actual threat to, to make the playoffs. It's something I didn't necessarily expect, I guess, in year one, especially the losses. But uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe they are. Be another chance for them to prove that.
1: Notre Dame, fresh off the uh, skidding into victory against Cal, gets the win going to 3-0 North Carolina, who has a victory over App State, a wild one. Nice they skidded into that victory. What do you want to see here, Ross?
0: Yeah. Uh, North, North Carolina uh, has, uh, I mean, you look at their schedule and you're kind of thinking, you know, they haven't haven't played it anybody up to snuff. But, heck, you know, they're 2-0 against the Sun Belt. And right now, the Sun Belt uh, seems to be one of the more dominant conferences in, in college football. So, yeah, it, it you know, Notre Dame goes on the road and it's another opportunity, right, to uh, for the Irish to try to get this offense gone. Man, it has been a struggle. And what better way to get the offense gone than against a team that gave up what 40 points in one quarter to a to a Sun belt team so uh Gene Gene Chizik uh defensive coordinator at North Carolina paid a lot of money came back into into coaching from the TV booth to try to fix North Carolina's defense and they have not looked good so uh an, an opportunity on both sides for Notre Dame and Tommy Reese to finally get the offense maybe going against uh you know a unit that has struggled
2: this is the opportunity for sure. I mean that yeah. defense terrible for North Carolina, mm. uh, and, and the one thing they have they have been susceptible on the ground. App State has a good running game, so two hundred and eighty eight yards against them, okay. Uh, but they then they turn around and gave up two hundred and thirty five on the ground to winless Georgia State. So if Notre we, I don't expect Notre Dame to be able to throw the ball very well. Drew is not a very good passer. Their wide receivers can't separate. They have a tight end passing game, that's it, or running backs out of the backfields. But I do think that if you're ever going to get the running game cranked up, this is the opportunity to do it. The flip side, the only possibility where North Carolina is coming off a bye week, so maybe Gene Chizik had some time to fix something there, and they're going to be better defensively, uh, and they're certainly going to be more rested than Notre Dame. But I still think this is an opportunity for Notre Dame to right its ship uh, offensively right here. All right, those are some. We'll get to more
1: probably after. Uh, we pick, but I just wanted to get to those ones. Um, those are all games that at the beginning of the season looked like they were going to be the three major games this weekend, and uh, none of them are right, or at least looked like they would be three major games. But some some unexpectedness—that's what the season's all about. And of course, we'll get. I, I'm hoping Sean picks uh, the Rhodey Rams versus Pitt, although I don't think there's a spread on that. <laughs>
2: is there? A, is there a number later? <laughs> is that going to be a lock of the week? Uh, there's uh, there's no line on it that I've, I'm looking at it right here. Noon game, Saturday, no line. Oh, sorry, right, Sean. What do we want to see out of Rhode Island? <laughs> no.
1: All right, let's get to the games we are going to pick. Number five, Clemson is at number 21, Wake Forest. Game is at noon on Saturday, A, B, C. Clemson is giving seven over under 55 and a half. Pat,
2: who you got? Oh, this game boils down to one thing, and I'll be there. Uh, the, what is Wake Forest's ability to improve enough to not get destroyed in the trenches? That's where this whole game rests. That Clemson's beaten Wake Forest thirteen times in a row. The average rushing yardage in those games: Clemson two hundred and eleven, Wake Forest seventy nine. They punch them in the mouth. They run them over. That's the story of this whole series. Is Wake Forest better? Are they good enough now to stand up and say, uh-uh, we're not going to let you run over us? That If they can do that, if they can make D.J. Uyunglele throw the ball a bunch, they've got a chance there. I'm still taking Clemson to cover the number. Uh, Clemson by more than seven.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Clemson, too, uh, though I don't feel too good about it. And I think there's a lot of people in Clemson that are pretty anxious about this trip. You know, one of them, Mentioned about like, you know, going to uh, going to a hornet's nest type of thing, uh, he suggested. So and I think that's partly because we haven't seen a full, complete, solid game from Clemson yet. It just we just haven't seen it Uh, it, it, in, you know, you look at the last game against Louisiana Tech and it was 16 to 6 or 13 to 6 at halftime. Clemson led, and then of course the Georgia Tech game. It took a second half effort by uh, by Clemson to pull away, and then uh, you know the Furman game was was pretty ugly, especially from a defensive standpoint. They didn't allow a lot of points, but uh, I know Dabo Sweeney was really angry after that Furman game with his defensive outing and, and how much how much they uh, couldn't get off the field. I think you know third down and stuff. I so we we haven't seen a full game from Clemson, so maybe we'll see it. Uh, it's certainly going to take. Close to a full game to cover that seven, but I'm going to say we, we do finally see it from Clemson on the road in Wake and, and they cover the seven. Sean? I think I'm becoming
3: a Dabo believer here, uh, not because they have a spectacular team this year by any means, but every week he does something to draw the ire of college football fans and Clemson fans, and he just seems to keep on winning. If it's <laughs> him sprinting down the hill looking <laughs> like a goofball, so be it. Buddy wins. So I think I'm riding with Clemson here versus Wake Forest. Uh,
1: That might be like the (laughs) – it might be like his – you know how they have all those – that graveyard by the Clemson Stadium or by the facility? When they eventually bury Dabo, it would just be Buddy (laughs) won. Yeah, right. It's kind of a goofball. (laughs) Kind of a goofball, Buddy wins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's a likable goofball. Uh, I think Clemson gets it going – Wake gave up 36 to Liberty, 25 to Vanderbilt. I know they haven't looked great, but I think Clemson's going to have enough offense to win this. Should be a great environment at
2: Truist Field in uh, Winston-Salem. The only thing I would say there miles. is it, it may be a hornet's nest, but it's a small hornet's nest, and Clemson it's fans travel pretty nest. well. I, I'm not sure Wake can whip up too much fervor. <laughs> They have Winston and Salem. They do. They, they, can, cl- they can call yeah. upon both municipalities
1: to help. <laughs> Winston and Salem. Yeah. Uh, no, they have the hyphen. Why why the hyphen? Why not just, why why name it with the hyphen? What, what happens? It's like one of those old newspaper mergers. <laughs> Next game, unranked. Duke Blue Devils, three Blue. wins, zero losses. Kansas Jayhawks, three wins, zero losses. No Coach K, no Bill Self, no John Shire. No nothing. <laughs> this is football, baby. Lawrence, Kansas, noon. 11 a.m. in Lawrence. This is so disrespectful for a matchup like this. <laughs> Kansas is favored by seven and a half. They put a damn hook on Kansas. That's incredible. How about this? The over-under is 66. That was like a month's worth of offense for these two teams.
0: <laughs> Who wins? Ross. Are we going? What line are we Games going? Games on FS1. We're going FS1. with, we're, we're going with seven and a half, or seven, we're going with nine.
2: Seven and a half is the number according Se- to according to Wetzel.
0: Seven and oh, a half. Wait,
2: is it nine in the? Uh, oh, yeah. we have nine. I got yeah. nine.
0: Yeah. I,
2: all right, Kansas minus nine.
0: Yeah, yeah nine. God, the Jayhawks. I know. <laughs> ben- I know. <laughs> Kansas
2: being favored by nine against a non-FCS school is like. I-
0: I think, uh, yeah, you got to go back to maybe I want to say I saw a stat. You got to go back to 2009 or 2008, maybe when they were favored by this oh, much yeah, over May like Gino, another Power May Five. Or- yeah, yeah, maybe 07. Yeah, when yeah, it's it's uh it's hard for me to to pick Kansas to cover a spread of nine, and uh, that's why I'm not. I think I think uh, <laughs> I think the Blue Devils. I think the Blue Devils cover. I don't know that they win, but I do I do think they cover. Mike Elko got off to a a great start there uh their defense has been playing pretty pretty solid and and the, the offense has been doing enough um I think they do enough to cover but it wouldn't surprise me if if Kansas wins by 14 uh you know J- I'm a I'm a fan of this kid this Jalen Daniels man he's been he's been tearing up on the on the ground uh and in the air uh but but give me give me Duke to cover to cover the nine, I just uh, – it's hard for me to, to pull the trigger on Kansas covering uh, anything, let alone nine. Uh,
2: it's, well, it's, it, it was literally hard for you to get the words out of your mouth, though, to say gimme-do. I, right? I, mean, you you I, mean? I mean, it's with just that hard struggle. to take either side in this, isn't you it? Struggled. I mean, just, just by muscle memory. But yes. Not your best
1: segment right there. Not your
2: best segment. <laughs> <laughs> but you got through <laughs> it. You got through it. Uh, I'm, look, I'm with you. Kansas is going to win, but, but – I just can't believe Kansas favored over any human bunch of human beings by nine points. So Duke, <laughs> Duke covers Duke has already four, six fumbles this year, which ties their total from last year. Defense is just so much better under Elko than it has been. Uh, so they're going to find enough ways to slow down Kansas and Riley Leonard. Their quarterback has played well. So I'm, I, I will take Kansas to win, but the blue devils to cover
3: earlier in the show. Then you asked me what my what our biggest loss was at Rhode Island. Obviously, eighty four to seven is hard to beat. Our second biggest loss <laughs> was to Kansas, fifty five to six in twenty sixteen. Oh damn! So uh,
1: was that in Lawrence?
3: That was in Lawrence. They flew the team out. I didn't have to fly to that. So again, I can't attest to whether or not the stadium is real or not. <laughs> okay, uh, but the uh,
1: <laughs> the bird is not real. There's no Jayhawk. There's yeah. no such thing as a Jayhawk. Yeah. So the bird's not real. Is the stadium real? I don't know.
3: <laughs> uh, because of that, maybe I have a little bit of resentment, so I'm going to have uh, Duke covering the nine
1: here. I can't, I can't rock chalk. <laughs> guys are just ye of little faith. The Kansas bandwagon is coming. It is a steam train, a steam train rolling across the plains. Get out of the way. <laughs> Ku rock chalk Jayhawk. You are laying nine are points of. with Kansas. Nine points. They're going to ring up fifty again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Unstoppable, unstoppable. It might be one of my worst picks ever. (laughs) That is saying something. Anyway, I'm sticking with. I can't. I cannot. Cannot back off Kansas. Searching for NBA playoff coverage?
3: We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend JJ reddick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league.
1: Game is at 330, CBS, Tennessee, laying 11. Over under, 62 and a half. Uh, Ross, I think you're first this time.
0: That is a lot of points. I uh, I, I don't think that Florida's going to go in there and win. They have obviously struggled lately. In fact, I was looking at some stats, and Anthony Richardson, our, our Heisman winner after uh, week one, has not – Yet thrown a touchdown pass uh, through three weeks. It's it's kind of stunning what's happened, what's happened there. So I, I don't think they're going to go in there and win. But man, I I think it's going to be closer than eleven. So give me Florida to defensively keep the Gators lingering around a little bit. Um, but it scares me. This pick scares me because Tennessee has scored some points. I mean they they have they have looked pretty impressive offensively. I think they're averaging around, you know, 550 yards of offense. They've scored 63, 37, and 59 points. But give me the Gators to hang around a little bit with with its defense and maybe run Anthony Richardson a little more, guys. You know, um, use his legs. Yeah, Uh yeah,
2: and for, this is scaring me because Ross and I are agreeing on everything, which means we're both going to go 0-6. But yeah. I, I'm with you just because Florida's defense is, is good enough to keep this game competitive. And I have to think that, yes, Florida is ready to put the ball more in Anthony Richardson's hands as a rusher. I, it just has been strange to watch them not use him in that area as more. I mean, he he had 11 carries for 106 yards against Utah. He was phenomenal. Then six carries for four yards against Kentucky, seven for 24 against South Florida. I think he's got to run it 15 times uh, in this game. And so if they do that and they had some success there, Florida's defense keeps it fairly close. Tennessee is playing a better team than they have faced, certainly a better defensive team than they have faced so far this year. Uh, I think they can at least keep it inside of the number, but I think Tennessee will win. I'm taking Tennessee to cover. I thought this. I think this is a team that's
3: playing with some really good momentum. I think it's a team that has some solid faith in their quarterback Hendon Hooker. And then, additionally, if it comes down to it in the fourth quarter, I'm I'm taking Tennessee to maybe break away uh, just on strictly quarterback play. Richardson might get the 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 run hit out of them by by quarter four, and then we're looking at a game that could easily get away from Florida in the. Fourth quarter, so I'm uh, riding with the falls.
1: The falls are averaging sixty-one points a game against the Mac, Ball State, and Akron. The Mac is not going to be there on Saturday. 11's too much. I will take the Gators, but a uh, little shaky on that one. Little sh- I'm shaky on everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your your picks have reflected that. Yeah, shaky. Week. Number ten, Arkansas. Whoopig. Visiting number 23, Texas a and uh, Game is uh, played in Arlington, Texas. And so not visiting, my bad. a uh, and is the favorite uh, two and a half points.
2: Uh, Pat, who you got? I'm surprised at this line. I would favor Arkansas. So I'm taking Arkansas to, to win outright and certainly to cover the number. I just look a And Their defense played well against Miami. Uh, they came up with red zone stops, but Arkansas can run the ball. Arkansas has outrushed their first three opponents by more than 500 yards. I and a And M hasn't been able to run the ball, and their quarterback play has been no good. So I, I just I I know that Arkansas struggled last week. Uh, against Missouri State, but I think that's a product of overlooking them because Bobby Petrino doesn't mean anything to those players. Playing him might have meant something to the fans. Didn't mean anything to them. They overlooked them. They will certainly be ready for this game. This has been a good rivalry. Uh, They've had a lot of close games there in Jerry World uh, between these two, but Arkansas beat beat them last year, and they're going to beat them this year.
0: All right, Pat, here here you go. We've been agreeing, and uh, this time we're not going to agree, so it might make you – feel a little better, even though I don't feel good about it at all. But uh, give me the Aggies. They made a quarterback change. Didn't change much offensively. They're still struggling. But uh, I'm going to put my faith in Brad Johnson's kid, Max Johnson, and to uh, enliven the Aggie offense and do enough to cover the, what, two and a half, to cover the two and a half and, and get a win in Arlington. I I do – see, I, I was given a pause about Arkansas – the you know last week with with the Missouri State game and how much uh, they struggled and and how they needed kind of this crazy miraculous fourth quarter to win. So give me the Aggies to to uh, to win this game.
3: I'm going to take Arkansas to win this game. I think that Texas A&M still the program maybe on some momentum last uh, uh, from last week's win versus Miami. I, I think Arkansas rated out a, a really good win versus Cincinnati earlier in the year. And that's what they've done. Uh, so for them to be dogs as well uh, two and a two and a half isn't even quite, I'd take a money line in it also. So Arkansas to cover in this game.
1: So uh, this is a little like last week's Washington, Michigan state game where Michigan state was ranked 11th. Washington was unranked and yet uh, Washington was the favorite. Uh, and it, there is a, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but generally Vegas is all over this, and usually that team, the unranked team, will win the game, as Washington easily did against Michigan State. Now, Texas A&M is ranked, but they're 23rd. So what's saying is Vegas is unimpressed with the AP poll. and As As we we all are. I
2: think
1: we all are. Where's the UPI poll? Let's bring that (laughs) one back. (laughs) Uh, is UPI still mm, exists. I don't think so. Uh, mm. Anyway, this is so. Th- this is going against like the. This is not a good idea. But I, I just. Oh, I I I think Arkansas. They play Cincinnati. They play South Carolina. They're like it's Missouri week. Missouri State time to drink, time to hang out, not pay attention, and then uh, we'll beat them anyway, which they did. Now they're fired up. And they want the Aggies. I think they're going to, I I, I think they win the game. Um, But man, Vegas is sending alarms everywhere. I I could be cursing myself. (laughs) Uh, Could be cursing myself. All right, let's end it out West. Number seven, USC at Oregon State. Who's got a little, a little pep in their step. Trojans giving six and a
2: half. Oregon State is the home dog. Pat, who you got? Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, it's on Pac-12 Network, so good luck <laughs> following it. But, hey, USC has been my cover team. I've picked them as my lock of the week the last two weeks, and they have covered both times easily. So I am sticking with the Trojans here. Uh, I think incredibly explosive right now offensively, and they're making plays defensively. They're forcing turnovers. They are uh, – they, they are plus 10 turnover margin. Oregon State second in the Pac-12 at plus five. But USC hadn't turned the ball over yet. If they can keep that up, they're just going to keep scoring because that offense is really good. So I don't think Oregon State can keep pace. I think there's going to be plenty of points, but I'm taking USC 45-35 and covering.
0: This is a shocking line. I, I just figured that the line would be at least nine or ten for USC. It, it at six and a half under a touchdown and an extra point is stunning to me, and that's why. Give me the Trojans. You know, yeah, their offenses look incredible. And unlike a lot of uh, a lot of other teams early in the season, I mean their their schedule isn't hasn't been that bad. I mean they did go on the road to Stanford and and they played they played Fresno and and uh Travis Dye, the the running back, USC running back. And we talk about a lot of their, you know receivers and obviously caleb williams but man this die he's looked really good he made a run against fresno it just was was awesome broke like six tackles on the way to the end zone Hit 100 yards the last two weeks at six and a half yeah give me the give me the trojans to cover that i love the jonathan smith oregon state story but uh trojans trojans win this one by at least i feel like 10 i got to uh ride with the hot hand here
3: and that's usc they are a cover machine so far this year and Oregon State, they've helped me in a good lock of the week pick, and they've been really fun to watch late night uh, on on Saturdays. But USC, they just they just cover so far, so I can't go against the grain on that.
1: Yeah, Trojans, I think they look really, really good. They look really good. I want the USC
2: Oklahoma playoff match. Yeah, yeah, we 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 would all sign up for that. Oh my goodness, the Oklahoma fan base would lose its mind. Like that would be that would be a Freaking religious quest for them to win that game
1: it would be uh it would be something else if that thing got down man yeah. that would be an un- uncomfortable one yeah um all right lock of the week i believe we all hit on the lock of the week last year someone parlays us which down. we don't recommend but they've made out <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah what do we know uh we don't know much As uh our records show uh Pat, I think you were crowing about having your
2: lock of the week early. You're not even like looking up the info now. No, Who yeah. you got? My, my lock of the week jumped off the screen to me. This, this is not a hard one. It's a Friday night game, late night, Friday night for all you uh sickos out there. Boise State at UTEP. Boise is only laying 16 and a half. And here's why that makes no sense. Boise beat New Mexico on the road by 17 points. New Mexico beat UTEP by 17 points in El Paso. That's 34-point differential right there. And I know you can't just copy and paste that and expect that result, but I can't understand why the line's only 16 and a half. So give me Boise because I'm afraid, Dan, your UTEP Miners are back to being awful. Certified lock. Well, you just
1: don't walk into El Paso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Sun Bowl. Yeah,
1: The Sun Bowl on Friday night. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go to like the they're gonna go to the L and J Cafe. Uh, the Boise's gonna get loaded up on the the green chicken enchiladas. <laughs> and it's just gonna be a mess. No, no. So that's a terrible pick by you. <laughs> go miners.
2: Yeah.
1: Go miners. Uh Boise's not any good. Boise's Our man Hank Bachman. Boise's not that good, but UTEP's
2: terrible. It's not that hard yeah. to figure out.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna
0: say it's so mean. <laughs> All right, Ross. Big game in Dallas, Texas this week. Sonny comes on back to SMU. SMU, TCU, Long. the Mustangs at home with, I think, a, a team that, that Sonny kind of built. And I think the talent of that team probably most would say is better than the talent or just as good as TCU. It's going to be rowdy. Fans are going to be ugly and nasty. And SMU is getting two points. So give me the Mustangs, not just to cover those two, but to win outright. Certified lock.
1: Look at that big old skillet; they can make enchiladas and that. Cook anything that's, that's you want. Right. Love the skillet game. SMU has got their, uh, their, uh, they've got their NIL game on point. Like they're, they're dangerous going forward. Oh yes. They're calling it uh, NIL now. It's legal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they've got seriously. They got uh they got the the trans a out there. They got everything. <laughs> uh, they're bringing it back. If, you're, if there is a way, and this is why we need guardrails. God forbid SMU gets good again. <laughs> if you can buy your way into contention from the group of five, SMU's damn going to try it. They're going to damn try it. So we'll see how that plays out in the future. But uh, always a great game between those two. Not always, actually. Sometimes it sucks. But uh, when they're both good, it's a good game. Uh, Sean, lock of the week. Who you got? My lock of the week is going to come. We'll let you pick URI on a, we'll give you, we'll give you like six and a half. I want want nothing with (laughs) URI. I just
3: hope they stay healthy. That's all I need from them.
1: (laughs) That's true. Don't go get hurt. All right. You don't have to pick them.
3: My my lock is coming on a Thursday night. Uh, It is going to be Coastal Carolina going to Georgia State. Coastal Carolina giving two and a half. I like that as this is a Georgia State team that lost to Charlotte uh, 42 to 41. And Charlotte, notably also on the season, lost to FCS, William, and Mary. And this is a game that I don't think Jamie Chadwell loses. He has built a culture there that just knows how to win. So I'm riding with the uh, Chanticleers in this game. Good pick. Certified lock.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, small spread. I mean, Georgia State also hasn't won any games. All right, I, so I'm not gonna pick this game, but I've got my eye on this Wyoming, this Wyoming crew. They have,
2: and uh, maybe I'm the only one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Probably. I'm the only one. I think you are. There's maybe, more. I'm on the Wyoming bandwagon. Okay. Yeah, there's more antelope than people in the state. So I mean, even if they are paying attention, there ain't many of them. Is that a true? Is that true? I I don't know. I've always said that. <laughs> <laughs> I drove through part of Wyoming over the summer and it appeared to be true to my uh, anecdotal. <laughs> not a lot happening. Not a lot
1: happening in Wyoming. Mm. Some good fishing and stuff. A yeah. uh, lot of scenery, I guess. Beautiful place. Uh, anyway, uh I'm not going to pick this, but I like what they're doing defensively. They've rallied. They got crushed at Illinois. They won 3 in a row. And I think I think that uh that BYU is going to be exhausted. So so BYU is giving 22 and a half and I think they're going to be exhausted. I like Wyoming to cover that game, but that is not going to be my lock of the week. Uh, My lock of the week is Iowa visiting Rutgers. Mm, And Rutgers is a a seven-and-a-half-point home dog. The Iowa offense sucks. I'm not going to fall for this lightning-delayed 27 they put up against Nevada. (laughs) Their defense is very good, but I think Rutgers is going to get this done, score enough points to... uh, how oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, act screw it. I'm taking Wyoming. That's <laughs> my lock. Oh come on, <laughs> come on.
2: I'm switching back to Wyoming. Oh my God, certified lock. Here's what I I love that the I, I had locked it in. I had
1: not locked the lock <laughs> in. I'm taking Wyoming. You're gonna do this. Go, Wyom. Shock the world. The come within three touchdowns. The over
2: under on Iowa Rutgers is thirty five. This Rutgers
1: Iowa game. This Rutgers-Iowa game is like, this could be one of the great pillow it's fights of all time.
2: 35-and-a-half is the over-under, and, and like I would kind of lean towards the under. I mean, because it's going be to be 14-to-10, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the point. Seven-and-a-half is a lot. Yeah. Rutgers? Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, you're in with Wyoming. We've already had enough of your all flip right, I've flip taken flopping. Wyoming. I
1: mean, how does Iowa blow anybody out? That hook is just everything. But Rutgers is the type of team that can get three punts blocked in one half. Can absolutely happen to Rutgers. So, all right, that's it. Wyoming it is. We're going 6-0. Let's do this. Uh, Get on board, man. The The bandwagon is rolling. The Wyoming bandwagon. (laughs) I don't think there's much. Do we have any other games you guys are excited about? I want to see what Michigan State does. That was a that was a that was that was ugly last week. Now they got to travel all the way back from the west and they get a 3 and 0 Minnesota I, uh, team coming to East Lansing,
2: right? And Minnesota's played nobody. I think Michigan State nobody, I but, think Michigan State bounces back. I don't know if they win though, but uh I like Oregon at Washington State. We'll see what Washington State's got and we'll see if Oregon you know has a little bit of a dip after playing a couple of uh impressive games and a big game against BYU.
1: Anyone else? I think, I think everyone else checked out.
0: We're good. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm still here. Uh, Texas in uh, – how about Texas at Texas Tech? Oh, yeah. You know, Texas is – man, they they obviously they look great against Alabama, and maybe they were beat up, you know, and they, they went into that game against UTSA last week, just kind of beat up and all that stuff after that electric game against Alabama. But they didn't look good, and and Texas – Texas played pretty well. I feel like probably better than I, I thought they would. Like I thought, Houston would go in there and beat them, and they managed to beat Houston. Uh, so that's kind of a challenge, right? This, this is a this is the exact game that Texas can't lose. Like you you can't you can't lose these games if you're gonna you know yep. get to that point of being back you can't lose these kind of games so this is this is a big one for them
1: and with the uncertainty on when they're going to leave for the SEC this could be your last chance for up in lubbock to huck tortillas that's at that's
2: right bring your tortillas man yeah
1: Spend at some them. point these become really tough road games cuz there's just such anger at texas for leaving <laughs> so just just drill them with tortillas all day <laughs> One of the great traditions. It is. Nobody gets hurt with a flying. No, tortilla. that's the thing. They're harmless, you know. Even if you char it up, it's not. <laughs> it's still pretty soft, yeah. All right. Well, it should be a good weekend. You know, nothing. There's no major matchup, but there's a lot of intrigue. And we'll be back on Sunday to overreact to all of it, and uh, bask in our uh, perfect records of picking. That's at least right, mine will get on board. Be. I don't know about you guys. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, continue to subscribe. Tell your friends about us. We we survive on word of mouth here. So uh, the more people you can get to listen, the more we can keep doing this. Uh, we will talk to you later.